Hi everybody, it's Grax here. On today's episode of Ranger Pod, we decided to stop with the bleeping of the swear words. So this episode will contain some naughty language. A lot of naughty language. Let us know if you would rather keep the censorship and keep the bleeps in. You can let us know on Twitter, which is at RangerPod, or you can let us know on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash RangerPod. With that in mind, we hope you enjoy today's special Christmas edition of RangerPod. Indeed, I, I, I. Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of Ranger Pod, the podcast that kidnaps children and sacrifices them to the morphing grid one episode at a time. I'm PDT with my festive Santa hat on, and joining me are my idiot elves, Oi. Grax and Quinn. That's not called for. Ho, ho, holy cats! This is an abomination of an episode of Power Rangers. Wow, so we're getting straight to the rating. Uh, Four out of six power coins for Grax. I can't believe you tricked me to watch this episode, PDT. Yeah, I can't believe that we're doing this. That is right, listeners. I have conned Grax and Quinn into watching the straight-to-video Power Rangers Christmas special, Alpha's Magical Christmas. Wait, hold on, this went straight-to-video? Yep. I mean, I'm sure this must have got an airing on TV at a later point. But this was a straight-to-video release, first released on October 19th, 1994. Wow. Yeah. Um, Did you enjoy it? No! Wait, it was released in October? Yeah. Well, it's for the Christmas market, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because everyone's going to go out and rush and buy this VHS tape. Well, they would have done, because this was the height of Power Ranger Mania. Holy fuck. It was a fan club exclusive as well. What? You can even buy it in the shops. (laughs) Really? Yeah, just reading the wiki now. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise it was a fact. No, I'm sure this... Because this was definitely available in the shops in the UK. Uh, maybe that came later. Maybe. Maybe. Ultimately, they all got conned. Every single one. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't ever remember seeing this episode as a child, but if I did watch this, I would be livid. I would be so angry. Well, okay. I mean, I'm glad that you two watched it. I didn't bother. Um, what? I only got about two thirds of the way through before I turned it off. I watched the entire thing for nothing. <laughs> to be to be fair, I that I got further proportionally. I got further along with this than I did with the Star Wars holiday special. No, I, I'm lying. I did watch it. And oh. I'm quite annoyed at Quinn, who we're going to make sit on the naughty step. You're getting coal in your sock in this year, Quinn. All the coal. Okay, that's. And because it's November the 7th as we're recording this, we can make sure that happens. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because, you know, we're not feeling remotely Christmassy. Speak for yourselves. I've got my tinsel up and my fairy lights. But, I mean, that's just my all-year-round decorations. Your your general proclivities. (laughs) Yeah. We we won't go into that. I suppose I better say actually what actually happens in this episode. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you know what's coming. It's... You've got to synopsize this episode. I'm not even going to give you a time limit, I think. Just go for as long as you need, Grax. If it's any longer than 10 seconds, then something's wrong. Oh, wow. You guys are so generous. Thank you. For there is a lot Christmas. of plot to cover. There is <laughs> There is more than 10 seconds. Uh, okay. Happy Christmas, Grax. Go for it. 
Alpha is alone with Zordon in the command center, and Alpha is sad because he's alone, so he instantly pulls up Christmas decorations of the entire place, and Zordon creates a fully decorated Christmas tree, but the Power Rangers don't show up because they have an important mission with Santa Claus. So Alpha is still sad, so Zordon uses technology to abduct a dozen children from their homes. And what we then get is about 15 minutes of Alpha and the children singing different Christmas songs <laughs> in the command center, <laughs> doing different Christmassy things. I shit you not, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but that oh, oh but wait wait halfway through halfway through we get some random clips of random bits of power rangers including things like the white ranger tommy and random heroes that i haven't seen yet yep no that's true yep and so then it's a spoiler as well as anything as much as anything else i was so spoiled so then the kids want to go home and then zordon creates a portal and all the kids walk through the portal to go home then kimberly billy and tommy who's the green ranger now appears to wish alpha a merry christmas <laughs> then some other rangers which i don't recognize yet appear in the viewing globe to wish everyone a merry christmas and then there are some other heroes who are still in the peace conference and then the three heroes kimberly tommy and billy look at the camera and wish everyone a merry christmas and then there's fake snow the end Sorry, what, what? when was it morphing time? It was not morphing time! There was no morphing time! <laughs> Could this be uh, the, the only episode of Power Rangers where there isn't any morphing in it? No, I don't oh, believe no. it is. Wait, no, 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 no. I've just remembered. Oh my goodness, really? In I've just, yeah, what are we doing next? Lost Galaxy, the first episode of Lost Galaxy. I don't think there's any morphing in it. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly a retread of this. Yeah, they started with their Christmas <laughs> oh special. Oh God, Kendrick's magical Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a better Christmas as well would be magical as well. So there you go, uh, an entire episode where absolutely nothing happens. I never thought I'd see the day. I mean, it's not the first time. You talk. No, 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 that's not true, Quinn. All the previous stuff is figuratively nothing happens. This is literally nothing happens. I'm sure there was at least one part of the Green with Evil Saga where nothing happened. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh... Okay, so let's talk about the first thing which struck me as strange is why does Zordon uh, kidnap all these children from random homes all over the world, even Paris? Right, maybe they're homeless children. Maybe they've got nowhere to go. Maybe he's bringing them in off the street. But they're not off the street. You see them coming out of their houses in their pixie power dust. I have a theory about this, guys. Okay. Do tell. Let me put it out there. Two words. Terminal illness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but they... Oh. oh, are you saying that this is sort of like their limbo? <laughs> I'm saying that this is basically one final make-a-wish day for them. No, I'm I'm going with that they've collectively <laughs> thought, like, imagined uh, and created uh, an afterlife that is the command centre with Alpha, and then that portal that Grax was talking about is them passing over into another realm. Well, that's what kind of seals it for me, the fact that this portal, it's pretty much them going into heaven. Yeah. I mean, they all came there via teleportation, Wow. And then they leave by walking into this bright light. And it's like, really? And, you know, they've not... Because on the viewing globe, they've showed them exactly who all the Power Rangers are. Yeah. But there's no kind of, oh, we must, you know, we must wipe their memories or we can't tell them, you know. They know who the Power Rangers are. They Zordon and Alpha don't care because yeah. they know these, well, no, I mean, these kiddies are dying. To be fair, they are no older than about 10 years old. No one would believe them. 
even if they did start running around trying to publicly unmask them. Well, maybe, but I think the point is they're terminally ill kids. Alpha and... I mean, the, the least they could have done is actually let them meet the Power Rangers. Yeah, who turn up at the very last minute before the kids go... Well, that, they, they saw them in the viewing globe. That should be enough for them. Well, they saw clips of them. Because they got to hang out with Alpha 5. Yeah. <laughs> and singing all the great classics. And were they not as well? Were they not kind of like... I mean, Alpha 5, I can kind of understand them getting on board with. But a giant floating disembodied head. <laughs> like, none of them sort of bat an eyelid. They're just like, oh, well, that's the thing. That happens. Well, that's because they, they all seem to know them by name. They're, just, they're not scared of Alpha. They call them by Alpha. They probably call Zordon by Zordon. It's because it's all in the script, Grax. It's, it's a script. None of it's real. What's that? They, they, they saw the script down the floor? <laughs> Well, I mean, it is weird the way they get teleported in and the first, they just, like, hug Alpha. Yeah. They're not like, Jesus. Maybe he does this all the time. He's probably done it for Thanksgiving, for Easter. So you think there's other specials that we missed? Alpha's Magical Easter and Alpha's Magical yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Might as well. It's a cheap way of making an episode. <laughs> Alpha's Magical Diwali. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> totally. Magical Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> Alpha's Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> There is also a bit during that group hug where Alpha actually just touches one of them on the bum. No. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, are we, sure are we adding that. him to the list of celebrity nonces? <laughs> yep. I think we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alpha 5 is the new Kevin Spacey. Wow. That I'm, I'm sure Kevin's going to be pleased about that. <laughs> Take the limelight off of him. It's only been, what, not even a week yet? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, all this stuff is topical now, but it's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm sure that... There was... <laughs> six six weeks, people are going to completely <laughs> But yeah, I mean, how many kids does Alpha know? Because he knows all their names as well. Um, I suppose he does. I mean, he only calls two or three of them by name, but we could probably assume he knows every single one of them. I imagine like, when he's got downtime, he probably does like just go and hang with the kids. There's also there's also the, the small case of the 10,000 years that they've been sat idle doing nothing. He's probably, like, been kidnapping children for centuries. Well, this did get me at the start when they're like, oh, yeah, it seems quiet without the rangers. It's like, hang on, you had 10,000 years of this yeah. before. Well, well yeah. it, it could be they weren't doing this for 10,000 years and then they got the Power Rangers in and then they got used to some company. So now yeah. this, this children kidnapping thing is a new idea of theirs. I mean, they've got form. They kidnapped the Power Rangers initially. Oh, yep. yeah, they did, didn't they? This is how they get anyone, any, any kind of help or companionship. Whatever it may be, it's just oh, let's just snatch some people. All those stories you've heard about people being abducted by aliens, it's these guys. Ah, <laughs> trying to make them into Power Rangers, but it's not it never works. Yeah, well, I mean, I have to wonder why the Power Rangers aren't there. Because, I'm sorry, but... They want a secret special mission, Pete. With Santa Claus. With, exactly, with Santa Claus. Helping Santa load his sleigh is not a Power Ranger thing. What are you talking about? Not morphed either. Like, I like the fact they're like they're actually in their outfits. Like You don't need those guys. <laughs> it's cold up at the North Pole. This is not a Power Ranger level crisis. I mean, if they don't help, if they don't help then all these children are going to wake up sad in the morning. I think that is a Power Ranger level crisis. All hands on deck, PDT. All hands on what? Deck! <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Do robots even get presents? Because Alf- the whole thing is Alpha's like fucking pity parties. Like, oh yeah, if I like do songs and decorate, they'll have to visit me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how needy are you? 
Well, he's had nothing. He's had nothing but Zordon to talk to for ten thousand years. Zordon's had nothing but Alfred to talk to. I think he'd be the one who was more mm. pissed off. I mm. I kind of get the impression that Zordon can sort of bugger off whenever he wants, and like he's probably got friends round having a dinner party, and he just skypes into the command center whenever he needs to do anything. Like he's not really trapped in a time vortex. That's just his excuse. I think we might have put forward that theory long ago. We yeah, have, we've had, but this this reiterates this theory that yeah. Zordon has got friends. Alpha's mm. got nobody. He's a loser. So is Zordon just going to piss off on Christmas Day then and be like, bye Alpha? Yeah, he's got the family round. <laughs> he's got he's got all of Altar to... to uh, What's the word? Entertain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why do we get these random shots of London and France? And That's the weird it's... one. Like the very first external shot you get is of Tower Bridge. You're like, why? Yeah. Could they not? Could they not like afford stock footage of <laughs> San Francisco or New York? Yeah. Or, or any American lands. I guess the idea is it's kids from around the world, but that's really not made clear. No. Well, it's kind of made clear enough with the Eiffel Tower because if you want international, you think the Paris Eiffel Tower. Yeah, you, there are like three or four landmarks that you go for in any uh, international montage. You get Tower mm. Bridge or Big Ben. The Sphinx. The, yeah, the Sphinx. <laughs> uh, the Eiffel Tower and then somewhere in Tokyo. What about those Easter Island heads? <laughs> I don't think there's any children living there. There might be. Just in the base of the heads. You don't know what's going on underground. Pretty sure I do. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, they show a shot of the landmark, then they show a shot of the child already in the command centre decorating the tree. Mm. Yeah. It's like, what? And then after they've done that whole old Christmas tree sequence, that's when Zordon transports them all in. I mean, this whole thing's a mess already in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're thinking about the important things, PDT. <laughs> what I found really curious as well is that even though this is an entirely made up, no, obviously, no continuity, no monsters, no re- uh, rarely any Power Rangers. They still find the ability to just splice in old footage, like just for, even if it's for a couple of seconds <laughs> of just Alpha looking at the viewing globe. Like they couldn't have reshot that. They're all there, no. set up ready anyway. They're like, no, we're going to save ourselves a second of filming and just reuse that same clip. Maybe Alpha like tripped over or something, and they had to reuse some footage because they accidentally deleted some stuff and just smashed his face into the floor. <laughs> Look. They've only got a 25-minute VHS tape that they're recording it on. <laughs> you know, they're not going to go out and buy another one. This is Saban we're talking <laughs> about. They could have recorded on long play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to downgrade the quality any more than it already <laughs> is, though, frankly. Yeah, I mean, they're on a shoestring budget as it is, which, which I don't know. Are they on a budget, though? Because they've clearly got the cash to litter the entire command centre with tacky oh, no, Christmas th- decorations. This, this, was the, this was the MMPR production crew Christmas party. They're just like, right, we're going to set everything up, then we're going to bring all these kids in for half an hour. <laughs> no, 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 they're, they're the children of the families of the production <laughs> yeah. crew. They don't have to pay them nothing. Yeah, but Grax, the thing about all these decorations in the command centre is that they're very clearly from Poundland. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, Dollarland. Yeah, well, yeah. <sighs> Did you guys notice the kind of decorations they were putting on the tree? No. I've got three of them written down here. Clothes peg. Oh, yeah. Clothes peg. <laughs> cow. Mounty. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like a cow. Wasn't the clothes peg holding something? It was, but it was dwarfed by the clothes peg itself. <laughs> if the clothes peg was just a random wooden brown clothes peg, I mean... Oh dear. So yeah, then Alpha like puts the kids to slave work and has them making decorations. 
Which is just confusing because all the decorations are up already. So yep. what are they doing? They're just repeating themselves, making cookies and singing all the great hits like Deck the Halls with Bells of Holly, Jingle Bells. Ay, 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 ay. Hang on, no. Did you say Deck the Halls with Bells of Holly? Close enough, I don't know. Bowels? No, <laughs> no, not close enough. It's bowels. Bowels? Bells of Holly isn't a thing. Oh. Bowels of Holly is a thing. Oh, yeah, they're right, disemboweling fine. the children and then just <laughs> draping their intestines over the Christmas tree. <laughs> Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alpha is shooting lasers around the place like nobody's business. When did he have powers of sorcery for this kind of oh, stuff? who knows? Just laser quest, guys. Just <laughs> a <famous laughs> Christmas laser quest. <laughs> Hadn't Fantasia been re-released around that time? Maybe they were going for a Fantasia vibe. And it's just like... <laughs> Dum dum da 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 ay 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 da 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 dun yeah. Oh, they should have done Fantasia with Alpha. That'd have been brilliant. No, no, no it wouldn't have. It'd no. be better than this. No, it wouldn't have been exactly the same quality. I will say the command center does look very nice. It's very festive, very well lit. Uh, yeah, I like it. I, I've always liked that set anyway. So you know, mm. it's nice to. It's definitely the best command center set we ever get. Yeah, and it's <laughs> nice to see. That they tried with a poor CGI shot of the command center draped in tinsel from the outside. <laughs> That's not practical. I mean, who did that? Was that the Power Rangers before they left? I yeah. Now you mention it, I was completely jarred by the very first shot of the hot desert command center outside because nothing says Christmas like a hot blue sky day in a desert. <laughs> it's like, hmm, it's not very Christmassy. I'm not. Could they just? They should have just gone crazy with the computer effects and just put fake snow everywhere in the desert. I would have believed that then. Yeah, but it's not a snowy place. No, apart from right at the end when it's when it does snow. But you know, <laughs> fake snow. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh, cool. Yeah, who's going to tidy all that up? Alpha. When everybody goes <laughs> off to their families, and Alpha's all by himself. Oh yeah, Christmas Day. That's what Alpha's going to be doing: tidying up all this shit, sweeping up all the snow. <laughs> Oh, I, I felt so embarrassed for everyone there. I felt embarrassed for Amy Jo Johnson and uh, Jason, the other everyone else, which I can't complain. I wouldn't. Right they now. were getting paid for this, Grax. Are you sure? We voluntarily watched this. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> no, they, I just felt embarrassed because they just had to turn up and say some Christmas jargon. And David Yost in particular just sounded fed up. It's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and <laughs> yeah. you're all like peace and goodwill to each other. <sighs> so I didn't want to be here, but I'm contractually obliged to say all these things. See, did either of you do your homework? Uh, what homework was what, that? Well, you set us home. Oh, yeah, you did set us homework. I was thinking about this on the tube and I came up with nothing. But what is the homework? Well, I asked both of you to have a think about how you would do this episode. Given the restrictions that it has to be a budget episode, it has to be set in the command centre, has to be alpha-centric. Uh, Quinn didn't do it. Did, did you? I got I got a couple of pitches, right? I got a couple of ideas. Okay, yeah. Okay, first off, keep it cheap and simple. Keep it as it is up until about the 15-minute mark, so we have all the children abductions and all that kind of stuff. And then Alpha starts to read the kids' a story. They open up a book, and you see each page of being a crudely drawn picture. And you can tell any kind of story you like. Of a penis. Any story you like. <laughs> Which would include monsters and Rita blowing up and destroying Christmas and the Power Rangers coming in and just saving the day. And the whole point is it's all drawn with crude pictures. And at least that would have happened. 
something would have happened instead of a whole bunch of nothing. So it's just Alpha sitting down to read the kids a naughty storybook. Yes, that's my first pitch. What do you think? Um, it's not great, Grax. Those last five minutes were the only ones where we actually had Ranger footage. We had the Rangers turn up. Yeah, okay. You're deciding to like replace that with just some crappy drawings. Yes. And more of Alpha's annoying voice. Yes. Okay, what's your second pitch? Okay, okay, I can see it all feeling. But how about this one? Okay, so what we do is we bring in Santa Claus. We bring in Santa Claus into the storyline, and we yeah, also already already you're paying for a guest actor who they weren't willing but, to pay for. But they had a guest actor anyway. Okay, hear hear me out. Hear me out. We also include the Krampus. Right, so the, cra- the Krampus, who's the bad guy who comes in and take away children, and all that kind of stuff. It's okay, easy. Okay, so you're you're also asking for them to design a monster suit to have someone in the suit to have special. Effect. Okay, no, this is this is no, already on. completely. I can tell you, they could find a fifty dollar costume of the Krampus at any old costume store, so that keeps the budget low. And then they just <laughs> grab some any old producer who or cameraman who's not doing anything right now, just bring him on the front, and they do some wacky hijinks going around because Krampus is stealing Christmas, and Santa Claus needs help from the Power Rangers to stop Krampus, which is just chasing around the tree a few times. The rugby tackle him, put him down, throw him in the portal into. Uh, or throw him into an urn and uh, throw him away, and that's it. Christmas saved. Okay, but you only had access to three Power Rangers at this point. That's all you need. I mean, we've got the best Power Rangers by far, and uh, Billy. And that's all <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I've been thinking about this. In the one minute I was. Th- okay, good, good. That it needed less carols and more Balkan Skull. <gasps> No, Bulk and Skull were not included in the budget. No, I don't think so. They're, do, they're, doing, they're doing a Christmas episode, right? Christmas episodes of shows are normally a little bit more jovial, a little bit more fun and upbeat than you would normally expect. If, if you've not got the Power Rangers in there, you've not got any fight sequences and you've not mm-hmm. got any danger or peril, yep. bring Bulk and Skull in and, so, and to do something because there needed to be a little bit of comic relief. They could have been there with Alpha... They could have been, I don't know, they might have been really grumpy about Christmas and then Alpha changes their mind and there's some hijinks. But does that in the not middle. really screw with continuity by having Bulk and Skull turn up in the command centre? Well, frankly, no, not at all. They just give them a hangover no, and they forget all, about it. No, not at all, no. Are we really trying to claim that this Alpha's magical fucking Christmas, whatever it's called, is canon to the rest of MMPR? Yes. It's not canon, no. but it was. it also at the time wasn't obviously not canon. The fact it wasn't broadcast on TV, I think, for the nineties, makes it not canon. Balkan I would Skull argue if it was out... done. I would argue if it was done now, you would say that maybe it is because you get plenty of things that are like webisodes and whatever that are canon to TV shows. This is more just extended universe fan fiction nonsense. Yeah, but here's the thing: Balkan Skull meeting Alpha and Zordon. That's an event. Yeah, but it's just a fun, you know, that Christmas and event. also you're not putting it because the whole point of this special was to put Alpha 5 to the forefront of the story. Mm. For better or worse, that was yeah. the, that was the <laughs> entire you intention. you could have done that. You could have had Alpha trying to, I, I don't know, bring a really grumpy Balkan skull around to the idea of Christmas and make them sort of love it and it being all magical and... I don't know. Or flip reverse it, you have Bulk and Skull try and teach Alpha the magic of Christmas because yeah. Alpha's a robot. That would have been awesome. Yeah. That, which, that, okay, that's it. Me me and Grax are handing in our homework <laughs> together. It was a joint project. Yeah. We're doing we're doing that. Well, you didn't stick to the brief, so it's an air. I don't give a shit about the brief. 
I find <laughs> We've got a better story on our hands. <laughs> All right, well, I gave it a go. I, All can't, right, look. I, mean, I can't imagine that would have been any more expensive than hiring a bunch of kids. Well, it would, because you'd have to pay Bulk and Skull. Those yeah. kids were not earning anything near as much as Bulk and Skull. <laughs> they weren't earning anything, I'm telling you. They're the kids yeah. of the camera crew. This, Almost this certainly. episode is clearly shot on the end of a long filming day. Like They've not they've spared zero expense. They've just gone, right, <laughs> we're at the end of a filming block. We're just going to quickly film this Christmas episode. It'll be a couple of hours. All you've got to do is, is grab Bulk and Skull off from the main set and go, right, in the command centre. Here's some lines. Quickly read them out. Job done. All right, well, that that's bollocks. So shall we... Do you want to hear my pitch? I would love to hear your pitch. What was your idea? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, my idea. I'm not straying too far from what we saw on screen. I'm just giving it a twist. At the beginning, Alpha's all like, oh, you know, the Rangers, blah, blah, blah. The Rangers aren't going to be off off seeing Santa. They're going to be off, like, off-world or something. I don't know, on some kind of mission. Right, okay. You know, not in a universe-ending mission, but maybe they have to liaise with someone or return something or what. It doesn't matter. The point is, they're off-world. Alpha's like, oh, no, you know, but maybe Santa will come and bring me a present. And at that point, you hear a ho, ho, ho. Because, mm-hmm. as you said, they had an act to do, Santa. You could get someone going ho, ho, ho. Good, good. He's not going to appear on screen. Um, you hear a ho, ho, ho and sleigh bells. And then, mysteriously, through the top of the command centre, the, the big chimney thing, yep. a present comes down. And Alpha's like, it's for me. He, he picks it. He's like, wow, okay. And so then... Like Zordon's like, don't open it, don't, and he does. Obviously, he does open it, and it kind of jolts him. And Zordon's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "Yep, I'm fine." And then Alpha just sets about like sort of working on the keypad and things, and suddenly he's teleported six children to the command center. Okay. And at this point, it kind of goes as it does in the in the story. He does kind of basically team building exercises. But Christmas, you know, Christmassy ones has them working together. Building exercises. (laughs) Well, you know, actually, just stuff like what they do in the episode: making decorations, making cookies, just bonding as a group. You know, singing Christmas carols, all that sort of thing. And then around the fifteen-minute mark, he's like, "Okay, now who wants to be a Power Ranger?" And Zordon's like, "What are you on about?" And he's like, "Aha." It, it's all part of my plan because he's been taken over by Rita or Lord Zed or whoever's there at this point. And the plan is because the command centre is where they keep the sort of light that they use to transfer spoilers, Grax, but they used to transfer Trini, Zack and Jason's powers over to Rocky, Adam and Aisha. Ah, I see. And because the original planet was destroyed by Serpentera, that's where they now keep it in the command centre. So this is Rita or Zed's whole plan to get Alpha 5 to use the Sword of Light to get the Power Rangers' powers and transfer them to these children. And then they can groom the children on the Moon Palette. You know, because they're so young, they're impressionable. They can mould them as they want them. They'll be their ultimate soldiers. Because they've tried doing it in teenagers before. It doesn't work. So, yeah, they get these kids. And the kids are like, but but we want to go home. And Alpha tries, like, contacting the Power Rangers. He sends a signal out. But like because they're in space, it's gonna take a while. And Alpha's like, "Yeah, you're never going home again." Blah blah. blah. You know, you're gonna serve Empress Rita. Hmm. And then the the kids like break down, and they're just like, "But what about all these things we've been talking about? What about Christmas? You know, we want to spend Christmas with our families and get presents, and you know, all this all this shit about Christmas. Yeah, blah yep. blah blah, love and joy." 
and that's what kind of wears down Alpha's programming, and he's just like, and just like sparks and returns to normal. And it's like, wow. And then that's when Alpha sends the kids home. The Power Rangers chime in and are like, is everything all right? And they're like, yep, don't worry about it. We've sorted it. Hmm. The end. Merry Christmas. I mean, there's a little bit more of a story there. And I think it's better than what Quinn produced. So, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Okay, I, I, I will admit, I was you lost me to begin with, but then once the story actually kicked in, I, it was actually pretty good. Well, you know, I figured we had to still do some of that shit, like you did with your first one. It's like, well, that's kind of what they're going for. We have to work within the boundaries. But yeah, that is that is what I would have done. But interestingly, this was not. The only version of this story. Oh, you mean the, the only version of the story you just made up? Oh, no, I mean uh, the only version of Alpha's Magical Christmas. Oh, okay. There actually is another version. I didn't know about it until I read it on the Ranger Wiki, and then I went and looked it up and listened to it. Um, there was one of these book and tape things. Ah. Which was called... I think it was called Lord Zed's Humbug Hell. No, not Lord Zed's Humbug Hell. Um, something to do with Lord Zed and Humbugs. What was it called? I've got it up right here. Oh, yeah, Lord Zed's Holiday Humbug. And it was basically a book and tape. The tape had newly recorded dialogue by basically everyone and lots of stuff from in the TV show. And it spliced it all together to form a plot in which there was actually a point to it. You know, Zordon did teleport the kids there to keep Alpha company. But then Lord Zed also, put, while the Rangers are off helping Santa, sends down the Primitor monster to impersonate them. There's all this stuff, and then the Rangers do eventually come down at the end and defeat them with the Thunderzords. And yeah, it's really quite rare, it looks like, but I, I managed to find it after a lot of searching. Wow. And it's well worth checking out. It actually makes it into... I mean, it still includes like four of the carols, I think, but it makes it into an actual viable story. Hmm. That actually sounds pretty good. And, adds, and the, the key thing there is it's actually a story with something happening as opposed to what we've got here with nothing happening. So I'll, I'll check it out. I'll see if I can check it out sometime. How long is it, anyway? It's about half an hour because it's narration and things. Uh-huh. I mean, I've got the scans of the book. Maybe we can put them up on the website or something as yeah. a, a curio. So back to the rest of the episode because there are still a few things certainly I wanted to mention. Yeah, the thing that I want to talk about is the whole continuity. I mean, spoilers for me, but yeah, why did... How is it possible that it's the Green Ranger there, and then Tommy's the Green Ranger, and yet they show Tommy as the White Ranger? Didn't nobody in the editing video notice this in the editing booth and go, hang about, we can't have this because Tommy's the White Ranger, but now he's green. What's going on? I feel like maybe they didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that's definitely true. I mean, quite simply. Yeah, because it's a mess. I mean, yeah, as you say, Tommy is the Green Ranger. Um, but we also see that this is set after. Well, if it, this is released in 1994, right? At this point, he would have been the White Ranger. Yes. Yeah. That's the point. That's the thing. He's the Green Ranger when he turns up in the command center. But we also see that this is set after Adam, Aisha and Rocky turn up because they give a little message in the viewing globe. So it's a whole thing that potentially should not be allowed to happen. I mean, it's not spoilers, obviously. This is not the first time that Tommy returns as the Green Ranger in Power Rangers. What? Are you joking? Well, it, yes, it. I mean, it is. 
I know what you're referring to. You're referring to the whole Return of the Green Ranger thing. Uh, well, no, yeah. I mean, in MMPR, yeah. But then there's... I'm, I mean, even in later series, like, Jason David Frank comes back yes, as the Green Ranger. But I guess we take... We sort of ignore that for the time being just because it comes a lot later. You know, we're talking 10, 20 years later. At this point, this was the ongoing series, so there was no time for gaps. And th- I mean, all I can think of, because there is... I'll spoil it for you, Grax. There's a Tommy clone who turns up. (gasps) Wow, this sounds pretty cool. Two Tommies. How could you say no? Yeah. I think maybe there's room for, like, the White Ranger to have to go off and do something. So they get Green Ranger clone Tommy in to be, like, the sixth member of the team for a while. Oh, that sounds like a really dumb plot line. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the only possible explanation I could give, but... If anyone else can explain it, let us know. Because, yeah, there's, it, it's a difficult one otherwise. It's... Mm. Mm. I think we're possibly overthinking this a little. Yes. We're like think... we have been for the last 30 minutes. No, like we have been for the last 40 episodes. <laughs> well, yeah. This is what we do on this podcast. <laughs> we give this show more thought and more effort than the producers of the show did. I mean, you're the ones who went for the bloody bag dumped in the bushes. Uh, yeah. I'm still annoyed about that. No, the sort of shit we need to think about is why, when they were singing Good King Wenceslas, mm. did they sing Though the Frost Was Cruel and Winter Gruel rather than Cruel and Gruel? That annoyed me. Because <laughs> they're not the right pronunciations of the words. Pronunciations. Because they're American? Yeah. That's probably it. I mean... Yeah. Well, except for Alpha, who's an alien, but anyway. This is aimed at American prepubescent children. I mean, I have got one note that I wrote about 16 minutes in, and it just says in capital letters, sing until you die. (laughs) 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 That's what it started to feel like. Quite honestly, it's like... The songs were never ending. It's like the, every time, every time these kids are like, "Okay, we're done now." Go, King Wences. Oh, fucking hell, not again! Let me die, Alpha. You attention-grabbing little shit. Sing for me, children. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, we do know where this took place in terms of the filming, because this very clearly took place. After Zach, Jason and Trini's actors had walked out, but before Rocky, Adam and Aisha had been cast. Because that's why, I'm pretty sure that's why you only get Tommy, Kimberly and Billy turn up. Ah. And then it's just like, you know, putting in whoever comes next. No, but when we get to it, for memory, don't those three walk out almost, and almost immediately Rocky... Aisha and Adam are in the show. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I know, no, I know. No, this, no. I know. There's like, there's, there's ten episodes of like really bad dubbing and editing of the other three. Yeah. But Rocky, Adam, and Aisha are in the show before, like, for episodes before they become Power Rangers. It's all, and Some it's almost episodes, that entire block. It's almost that entire run of about ten episodes while they're while they're writing out the original three guys. No, there's, there's quite, there's. There's a good handful of episodes, I believe, where it's noticeable that Jason, Zach, and Trini are gone. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm saying you've got that. The other three are cast, are like almost in it immediately, but just as side characters that end up helping out every now and again. I don't think it's as immediate as you think it is. I could be mm. wrong, 
But I think there's, yeah, there's a bit of a, and it, it was quite a gradual process anyway. You would kind of, during the early White Ranger stuff, you start to get moments where there's just odd lines that hadn't been ADR'd, and then it just gets worse and worse. I can't believe they laboured that exit. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, I'm sure, but they laboured yeah. that exit so much. They should have just done it in two episodes. And Yeah, well, I mean, all I'm saying is that I think that whatever tight schedule they were on, this was the point where it hit. Yeah. Because they clearly, you know, I'm sure if they'd have had a six ranger team, they would have brought all six rangers in, rather than just having the other three wave on the viewing globe. <laughs> I genuinely was wondering why they decided to do that because it doesn't make any real sense for them just to be off camera. But but I'm glad you explained that. That, that makes a lot of sense. That's my theory. I could be completely wrong, but I there was a lot of stuff that was just like Kimberly, Billy and Tommy. Like even from the very start of that season, you they're the only ones you see like morph in the credits. It's it's yeah, there's lots of signs that think that trouble was brewing. Mm. And this is from Series 2 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yes, yeah. Uh, I look forward to seeing Series 2 of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's going to take you a couple of years. Well, probably will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll take us another year or so, you know. We've got 20 episodes of Power Rangers to go and 20 episodes of Lost Galaxy in that time. So about 40 weeks, you know, towards the yeah. end of the second... Towards the end of next year, we'll be able yep. to start Series 2. Oh, exciting. Maybe the mutiny will be our big Christmas special, if we're still going. Who knows? <laughs> the one thing I did wonder, though, Zordon says that Zach, Trini, and Jason are still at a peace conference yep. on Christmas Eve. Well, peace is a 24-hour job, you know. You can't just <laughs> duck out, even though that's what Christmas is all about. I mean, did they learn nothing from World War One? Well, on Christmas Day, all the soldiers stopped fighting. They got out and played some football. No, but come on. You don't put them working on Christmas Eve. Depends how much you want peace. Uh, well, these, these are civil service jobs. They're going to have been like no, finished up around my... December the fifteenth. What day is the Good Friday Agreement named after? That was on fucking Easter Friday. Easter's not the same as Christmas. They were still civil servants working over a public holiday. I am just saying the peace conference. Very senior civil servants as well. Really? We're talking elected officials. Well, I think we've just found out who's a civil servant on Ranger Pod. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, come on, let's not fight. We've got to come up with the perfect present. And what is the perfect gift for anyone? It's love. Love. I went, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they all said that, I was like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's a very sort of Stephen Moffat way to end an episode, isn't it? <laughs> oh, f- well, you know who we've got to thank for all of this, don't you? No. Who do we have to thank for this car crash of an ep- of a Power Rangers episode. This was a pet project for one particular lady, Mrs. Cheryl Saban. <sighs> and the plot thins. <laughs> this is why you don't mix business and pleasure. Oh is, my god. Okay. This is her constantly going, oh, I want to write a Power Rangers, I want to do a Power Rangers. And I'm Saban's just like, yes, yes, go off and make this pet video project. This isn't the first episode of Power Rangers she's been involved in, though. No. To be fair, it's not. Um, it is the worst episode of Power Rangers she's been <laughs> well, involved It's the worst with. episode of Power Rangers anyone's been involved with. I'm not sure that's true. Okay, there's obviously all of Turbo. We've established that that's <laughs> where we draw the line. All of the first, the first half of Turbo. Mm, no, all of it. Mm, I, you're wrong. Uh, I'm love. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably time to rate and review this episode. I think we've talked about Alpha's Magical Christmas for far more than anyone has ever talked about Alpha's Magical Christmas. 
I am genuinely impressed how much content we've managed to create <laughs> on Range. But I thought we would only be talking for 10 minutes. I mean, any sane people would only have spoken for 10 minutes. If anyone's still listening at this point, tweet me and I'll buy you a pint. <laughs> oh my god you're gonna be broke right i'm gonna retweet this all over the world no you're not allowed to tell anyone oh you're yeah i am to... no no yeah they, they have to have stumbled this is like a little easter if they've made it this far into the episode <laughs> i will if, if, if they're near a weatherspoons i'll download the weatherspoons app and i'll send a pint to their t- whatever table they're at okay that's Scrax. yep do you want to cut that bit out of the recording <laughs> and just place it before the opening credits <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm way ahead of you <laughs> all right so let's get to rating and reviewing this i think we all know where we're going with this so i'm gonna start five power coins out of six <laughs> <laughs> you you follow no no seriously though what, what are you gonna give it uh, uh, minus five power coins Mine, out of yeah. six. Oh damn that's a good one i mean <laughs> i mean i was gonna go zero because i hated this so much and then I was going to give it a rating of fuck you out of six power coins. But uh, I think negative six out of six power coins is perfect for this. I mean, Quinn, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm just going to pretend that I watched Die Hard instead and then give that a six out of six. <laughs> All right. So Quinn gives Alpha's Magical Christmas six <laughs> out of six power coins. Controversial. <laughs> Stick that in your spreadsheet. No, um, yeah, it's on the floor, isn't it? Like, it is definitely worse than anything that Turbo chucked out. So it's got to be zero. Well, I can't rate I it. I mean, anything. look, I, I don't think we can... I mean, yes, it's as an episode of Power Rangers, it's awful. As an episode of anything, it's awful. As a Christmas episode, as a Christmas special of anything, it is shit. Frankly, it's something that should not be. There's nothing redeeming about it. Yeah, there's no defending this one on any level. Apart from it, it was quite festive. Mm, yeah, it was a bit too festive, though. As I say, the carols were relentless and they were badly sung. Yeah. I mean, I can't stand <sighs> yeah. Christmas carols at the best of times and just to have been ear raped with them for 15 minutes. I mean, that's why I had to turn it off. I, just, I can't stomach this anymore. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, what do you guys think? Do you agree <laughs> with us? If you've got any redeeming points to make about the episode, we'd love to hear them. No, you don't. Genuinely. Tweet us at RangerPod. Look on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RangerPod. Let us know. You know, if we've missed something, I don't think we have. <laughs> Let us know. Oh. Um, other than that, happy Christmas. Merry is... Christmas to you all. And we'll see you sometime early in the new year with more Power Rangers. Yep. Mighty Morphin, Season 1.5. Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Yes. Just anything else we care to throw in there. Before we finish, I just remembered something I wanted to do. As we've come to the end of the first block of, uh, what's it? I thought we'd... Ranger Pod? Of Of, uh, what's it? Of Ranger Pod, of MMPR, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. The scores, I was still keeping track of them. (gasps) Okay. Uh, So I thought I'd just tell you guys where we ended up. Um, Obviously, Pete missed a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. But... Both of you ended up with exactly the same score at the end of no, it. No. <laughs> of 124 total. Pete edged ahead with an average of 3.26 power coins out of... Uh, wow. Well, it doesn't really quite work out because you changed the rating system halfway through. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Grax had a, had a total of 3.1. Really? And Pete scored three episodes out of 40 as uh, top scores and Grax scored two out of 40 top scores. 
And what about bottom scores? Bottom. Oh, I didn't look at bottom scores. I'll tell you your top scores. I'll do that quickly in a minute. Your top score, Pete. Your first one was for Food Fight. Wow, really? Yeah, that, you gave that. A, you gave that a five out of five. You really like that okay. episode? Yeah. And then you both gave <laughs> the first Green Ranger episode, Green with Evil, part one, six. Yeah, no, I, I stand by that. As do I. It was a perfect episode. As is Food Fight. <laughs> As is Food Fight, apparently. Uh... And then PDT, you gave the fourth part, and Grax, you gave the fifth part, six out of six. Hmm. See, I feel like once we knew that you'd started doing that... You were a bit more conscious of the scores you were giving. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I was I mean, a bit. I, I, I was always fair and true, no matter how controversial my score was. <laughs> And contradictory of my ratings. But thank you for that, Quinn. We, we've, we've found out that, on average, our opinion was that it was average. About the yes. same. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a worthwhile exercise. All right. Well, look, we'll see you in the new year. I've been PDT. I've been Quinn. And I'm going to drown my sorrows with eggnog to forget this nightmare of an episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, guys. And a Happy New Year.